So today, as we, the title of my message is Pray, Go, Heal. Everybody say pray. pray. Go. Go. Heal. heal. That's what we're to do, amen? We're to pray, we're to go, and we're to heal in the name of Jesus, amen? So we're going to read out of Luke chapter 10. Um, I was going to read a lot, but I cut it back. 1 through 9. So if you'll stand with me and we'll read 1 through 9 today. Out of the New Living Translation, Jesus sends out his disciples. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples, 72 other disciples, and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. <clears throat> the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray, everybody say pray. pray, to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go, everybody say go. go. And remember, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal, everybody say heal, heal. the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray that, Lord, that you would shine on those words today, God, to pray, to go, to heal. Father God, that you would equip us, empower us, Father God, Lord, that when we leave this place, we are ready to go. And Father God, that you would open up our ears, give us understanding of the word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. And if you're a, a visitor with us today, after the service, if you go out to the information booth out in the middle of the foyer there, that table there, um, we just got a little sign-in for you if you could sign up with us. And we won't do anything with it except maybe uh, send you a letter. So uh, go ahead and do that after the service. I think somebody will be there to greet you. But as we've been believing for the Lord's return, how many are believing for the Lord's return? Amen? I mean... But we need to start getting bold about the Lord's return. You know, whether, whether he comes or we go there, we, you know, to meet him, uh, and some have gone sooner than others, you know, but it just seems like more and more people are going quickly these days. It's like the Lord is saving them from what's coming. <coughs> so we can't be... I, I don't get upset when a... A saint goes to be with Jesus. I, matter of fact, I rejoice with them. I'm a little jealous of them. And uh, they're there with Jesus. I remember my dad, my dad really made a commitment to the Lord at 69 and a half. And then he went to be with the Lord at 71. And I was a little jealous. I'm like, man, Lord, here I am serving you hard all these years. And my dad just comes into the kingdom and he's there with you. I'm like, wow. You know, and I know my dad is there because I, I was getting ready to, to move to another country and my dad he comes to me you know when we're saying goodbye and 
Okay, somebody turned off something that shouldn't have been turned off, Dwayne. All the lights are out, you know. Uh, you can still hear me, so I just can't see you. I like to see you. <laughs> but my dad came to me before I left to go move, and he said, hey, if anything happens to me, don't worry. You know where I'm going to go. And I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I know where you're going to go, but dad, I mean, who would do your funeral? And, he's, and I said, and what about mom? He's like, all right, you know, you can come home if something happens. He says, but you don't have to worry because you know where I'm going. I'm like, amen, I do. He, was, he had confidence that he was going to heaven, which was pretty awesome when we had that confidence, amen? So um, we, need, we need all that confidence we can get. And we need to help other people get there, amen? That's the, the idea. Now, we're not sure when the day of the Lord's going to come. We're not sure um, the day of his return. And we're not sure of how bad it may get before he comes. If you just look around right now, it seems like things are getting worse and worse. But I bet they thought that before World War I. I bet they thought, oh, Jesus is coming. And then I, I bet they thought that before during World War II. Oh, this is it. Jesus is coming. So what is different now than then? The difference now is that it was prophesied that Israel would become a nation. And Israel did not become a nation until after World War II in 1948. So it says, this generation shall not pass away. They shall see the coming of the Lord. So 40, I don't know how long a generation is to the Lord, but it's, it's, it's like, come on. <laughs> so 48 to 24, that's what, 74 years or something like that, 76 years. So we know it's got to be getting close. So if it's 80 years, it could be in the next few years. So we need to know that he is coming, and um, we need to be confident of where we're going to go when he does come. Amen. We need to have that confidence. I'm going to heaven, like my dad did. Don't worry about me, you know where I'm going. <clears throat> Can you say that? Don't worry about me, I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? So, But I am confident in one thing. Jesus is coming. He is coming. And so we need to be ready. And, and not only do we need to be ready, but we need to make sure that we can help as many people around us be ready. Amen. We've got to stop being silent about it and we've got to start sharing about it. Amen. Remember, just, just share with people. There's another way right now. You know, and if they reject, remember, if they reject what you tell them, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting Jesus. So don't take it personal. Amen. As I said last Wednesday at the business meeting, we need to become bold about our faith. We need to share Jesus. Don't worry about what people think about you, what they say about you. We still need to be bold. We still need to share. Amen. Yeah. And, and Jesus asked a few things out of this, this passage, and it's all in the, my title today that I'm going to share with you. And number one thing that he tells us to do is to pray to the Lord of the harvest. Pray, amen? We need to pray. We need to pray for the going out. We need to pray for, to, for God to raise up workers. We need to pray for God to do a supernatural work, amen? People are willing <clears throat> that are willing to go out into the world and share the good news with others. We need to pray for them to come. Amen? We need to pray for ourselves to be stirred up. If God is asking us to go into all the world, we need to pray and say, God, have you called me to go? 
Thank you, Robert. <laughs> You're getting ready to retire. You could go. <laughs> you know, amen. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, there are missionaries all over the world, all over the world right now. You know, Pastor Otto, our Spanish pastor, is from Guatemala, and he's here as a missionary to win the Spanish-speaking people here. Amen? That's what he does. He ministers to Spanish-speaking people. Pastor Emil is from Egypt, and he's here to win the Arabic people, people that speak the Arabic language. People always ask me, are they Christian? Of course they are. I had somebody get mad at me on, on Facebook when I said we were launching an Arabic church a few years ago. How could you do that? I'm like, well, they're Christians, and um, you know, because they think Arabic is uh, 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 just a people group, but it's a language. And, and people in the Middle East, not everybody speaks Arabic, but the Egyptians do, the Jordanians do, the Syrians do. So there's a whole bunch of people that speak Arabic, and we want to win them. Amen? We want to win them. And, and Pastor Emil has caught that spirit of winning the Arabic. You see, because in, in those countries over there, it's a lot of Muslims, which is anti-Christ. By spirit, it's anti-Christ. We don't serve the same God as a Muslim. you got to know that. Don't let them try and convince you that. It's not the same one. So, But in those countries, like where Pastor Emil lives in Egypt, I've been to his hometown church. I've been to his home that he lived in, and I've been to his church that he grew up in, and I spoke in it. But when they built that church, they built a mosque on that end of the street, they built a mosque on that end of the street, and they built a mosque behind it. That's what the Muslim countries do when you establish a church. You know, they surround it with their, their mosque. And they're very mean, as you've heard in the news, to the, the Christians. And um, so when, when an Arabic-speaking people come here from Muslim countries... It's really hard for them to have a heart to win the Muslims because of the torment they've experienced in their home country. So, you know, the Egyptians, you know, that, that spring that they had a few years ago where they killed so many people and everything and Christians, it was terrible over there in Egypt. And when I go to Egypt and I go to speak, uh, I have, you know, four to 15 armed guards around me when I'm speaking. You know, our people with armed guards at the doors, People being checked. When I go to Pakistan, they, they do uh, metal detectors. Uh, Egypt does metal detectors. In Pakistan, they have uh, people. We hire they hire people with um, you know AK-47s and stuff to be around me to cover us to protect me and stuff. And uh, it's just crazy. I was in a room one night and I was eating dinner in some village, and I could hear somebody um, clearing the bolt on a AK-47. I'm like. Well, that's an AK-47. I could tell right away. It was like, as that click, click was going, I'm like, oh. You know, and then they said, okay, it's time to go. And they got their guns because we had to walk to the meeting place. And they, they marched me to the meeting place. And into the meeting place, it was an alley with only one way in and one way out. I mean, same way, you know. And so they posted guards there. They had them up on the wall, on the roof. And we marched in, and then it opened up into a place big enough for all these people and 
they had blankets on the ground and they all sat on the ground and I sat on the stage and, and then I ministered. But it's, it's a different world out there. And uh, what Pastor Emil is, has that desire to win the Arabic-speaking people. Now the mosque here in town is from Pakistan. They don't speak Arabic there. They speak Urdu. And uh, so um, it's a little different. And Pastor Peter we have from China. Pastor Peter got caught here when, we, um, when COVID came. Pastor Peter and I met in 2017. A friend of mine who, who took me to China the first time I ever went, he called me and he said, hey, there's this Chinese guy in Southern California I think you, would, you should connect with. I said, okay. So Peter and I connected. He came over. We sat in my office. We talked. We went down to the chapel out across the kitchen, and we prayed for a bit, and God just moved on us. Man, it was so powerful. And I said, well, maybe one day we'll start a Chinese church. And then in 2020, he called me, and he was here. We got together to pray, and he says, I can't go home. I said, why? He goes, they won't let me go home because of COVID. And I'm like, oh, I said, well, let's start a church. You can't go home, let's start a church. He's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So at our missions conference that year, in 2020, we had a missions conference. We ordained him as a pastor. The next Sunday, which was March 13th, we launched the Chinese church on Sunday night. We had a big service. There was like 300 people here. And we launched the Chinese church. The next day, we got the stay-at-home order from the government. It's like I called Pastor Peter. I said, you need to go into Chinese mode and do house church mode. And uh, that's exactly what he did. He started house churches. And he's got house churches not only in Southern California, but he has them in San Francisco and New York and Dallas. So he travels a lot, too, to go to these places uh, to minister. So, and he's ministering to immigrants that are here from China. Now, I know somebody told me today that, you know, 10,000 Chinese have come illegally across our border. We can't help that. Can't help all the people that they're letting into our country right now. We can't help that. But what we can do is minister to them. Take advantage of the opportunity. Because listen, when I, when I became the senior pastor here, God told me, because I, I, I like to travel, and I do travel, and, and I'll be traveling on Easter Sunday at night. I'm leaving to go to another country for 11 days. But God told me, he said, I'm going to bring other people groups to you. And I'm like, okay. And he says, and you're to start more churches here. So that's why we have part of our home missions program is we have Arabic, we have Chinese, we have Spanish, and we have Samoan out there. And so we have those churches here with us so that we're, because we're taking advantage of the people that God is bringing us. Amen? Taking advantage of that. And uh, it's amazing how God is moving in all those congregations. We had 150 people here Friday night for Chinese New Year. And it was wonderful. Uh, we had a wonderful dinner. We had a great time. And um, God is reaching out. Amen. And the Lord has been sending workers to America. But we need to keep praying that God raise up workers. Amen. That workers that will go. The 1040 window in the Middle East is that, is that line 
across there, and the majority of the people are Muslims or Buddhists or Hindu. Across that 1040 window, across the, the Middle East, across uh, Asia, they're not for Christ. But we need people that will be bold enough and brave enough to go there. I'm not saying you got to go, but we need to pray for some people to go. Amen? <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I do go. So I go to Pakistan. I go to India. I go, I've been to Indonesia. I go to Egypt. Uh, you know, I go to um, China, I, you know, places over there. I'm not, I don't mind going to. And, uh, but God will use you if you let him. Amen? He'll raise you up and he'll send you out into places that you didn't think you could go. And he'll use you to cast out demons and to heal the sick. Amen? God will use you if you just say yes. And you might say, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the money. I don't either. I, I mean, I, I know what to do, but I don't have the money. But God always sends people to give me money to go. I was going to go to Pakistan the first time, and Roberta hates that I go to Pakistan. She's like, oh, pastor, you should not be going to Pakistan. But I'm going to write you a check, and I'm going to pay for your ticket to go. And I'm like, but you don't want me to go. But the Lord said. <laughs> I love your obedience, Roberta, to the Lord and not to your feelings. And that's where we got to be, right? My mom didn't like that I went. My mom didn't like that I went to these places. But my mom would come, and she'd hand me money. Here, Ron, here's some money. Make sure you got enough, you know. And I'm like, Mom, I got enough. No, no, and she'd hand me a few hundred dollars, you know, to make sure that I could have food when I was going and everything. My mom always did that. But God will raise you up if you just say yes, and that's all I did. Listen, I did not like flying. I was afraid to fly. When I was in the world, I had to throw back a few drinks before I got on a plane because I did not like to get on a plane. But once I came to Jesus and then I, I started going places, you know, we, uh, we went to the Philippines Yolanda's like, we're going to go on this missions trip. And I'm like, really? I'm like, it's in the Philippines. And she's like, yeah, we're going. She'd already gone to Guatemala once, and she'd come back and say, I'm not going. You know, I'm like, I'm happy in Corona. And I was happy to, to go and, and rent the amphitheater down in the park and, and bring in bands, and we'd do worship in the park, and we'd barbecue, and we'd feed people, and we'd minister to them. I'm good with that in the park. Because one missionary said, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. Amen? So we need to be able to do it at home, too. And I was good with that. Delana says, we're going to the Philippines. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, she said, $1,800 a person, and we're going as a family. One, two, three. <laughs> you know, see, 36, 36, that's $7,200. I'm like, okay. If the Lord gives us the money, we'll go. And you know how God is. You know, so that somebody, they called me, the missions director called me and said, somebody paid for one of your kids to go. I'm like, okay, you know, now it's down to 56, you know. Um, and we were able to go to the Philippines. And we flew over there and we flew, it flew from here to Hong Kong, Hong Kong into the Philippines. And really hot. Anybody from the Philippines? Really, really hot. In July, we left on July 4th. And it was just amazingly hot there. 
I mean, I would walk out. And somebody commented that I had a two-tone shirt on because it was gray here and it was kind of black here because the sweat was just, when I walked out of my hotel room, was, it was crazy. And you could tell. But I went, and we handed out the Book of Hope in schools. We went classroom to classroom, and we, two by two in the classrooms, and we would share our testimony with the students and give them all the Book of Hope. And we would do that, classroom after classroom. And at the end of the day, we'd go back to a school to do um, an assembly. So the first assembly, we have 2,500 kids there. And we have a band that came that day. And they did praise songs, and uh, we, we did little, I say stupid dramas, but they were, they were impactful dramas, but it just felt crazy to do them, you know. And so we were acting crazy. We were doing dramas. And then we had this one guy that was a mime. Everybody loves a mime, right? And uh, he, could, he did a mime. Remember Carmen, this, the, the song he did called The Champion, where the, Jesus went into hell and he had a battle against Satan? And it was a powerful, powerful song. Well, this guy Gibby, he did a mime to that song. And he's doing it, and it's powerful. And the, the missions director walks up to me and he says, Hey, can you go preach? I said, uh, when? He goes, as soon as he's done. I'm like, okay. Now, I'm in a bright orange t-shirt, which I didn't like, because we all had to wear the same t-shirt, but I was conforming. And, and I'm sweating like a pig. I don't have a Bible. They got one speaker and one microphone. 2,500 kids. They said, go preach. So as soon as he finished with doing that, I went up there and I talked to them, them kids about becoming a champion for Jesus by giving their life to him. And I said, how many of you today would like to become a champion for Jesus by surrendering your life to him? Every kid raised their hand. 2,500 kids, every kid raised their hand. I'm like, really? I said, okay, if you really mean that, I want you to say this prayer after me. A roar came up out of that high school of every kid saying that prayer. And afterwards, we gave them, we made these bracelets. We had 30,000 bracelets, salvation bracelets. They were beads, and it came with a card, and it explained what each color of that bead meant. And all, it was all about salvation. And we handed them out to all 2,500 kids at the school that day. And we, I think we led about 8,500 kids to the Lord that week doing that. And, and I, I didn't have, I was never asked to prepare for that. I was never asked or told, this is what we're going to do when we go to the assemblies. It was a spur of the moment thing the first time. And I said, I walked off the stage after everything and I told the missions director, I said, if you're going to do that to me again, can I always go after Gibby and I'm going to preach about becoming a champion for Jesus and that's what we did for seven days, or five days, and these assemblies were incredible. And uh, God moved so powerfully, so many kids gave their life to Jesus. And that was my first time going out of the country to, to minister. And God moved, and, and the, the people that we were working with, they said, hey, listen, I owned my own business at that time, 
here in Corona, I had an injection mold making shop. And I had to put everything on hold to go. And the people over there are going, we can have revival if you stay. I can't stay. I got to go home. You know? But we need to pray. We need to pray that God would raise up people to go. We need to pray for people to, 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 to get educated, to go into all the world, amen? We need to pray really hard for God to bring in saints that'll say, hey, I'm willing, I'm willing. So pray for work, praying for workers and opportunity to do it, amen? Because sometimes all you have to do is go across the street and you're in another country. Somebody's home. Sometimes you just got to walk across the room. And you can share the love of God with somebody. Sometimes you don't have to get on a plane. You just got to be willing to open your mouth and share. Hey, this is what God is showing me. This is what God's doing in my life. And, you, and, and we need to pray that God would stir our hearts up to be willing to do that right here, right now in this town. That we don't have the fear, but we'd be so bold as to share the love of Jesus. And I'm not, and I mean, we hand out food every day, and Richard, every Saturday, and Richard goes out there, and he's in the back. You can join Richard on a Saturday morning and go cars to car and pray for people and share the love of God with them. You could just do it right here in the parking lot every Saturday at 9 a.m. Just come. There's a whole bunch of captive audience because they're not going to get out of line because they want their food. I love a captive audience. You just got to pray. Let God stir your heart. And then in verse 3, he says, number 2, now go. Go. Prayer first, and then you go. Amen? When I was younger, you know, as I said, I didn't like to fly, but man, I prayed God raise up people, and he did. He sent me, you know? But, I, but before I went there, I went door to door here. I went door to door to share the love of God with people in this town. I'd knock on their door, and you know what? I knocked on thousands of doors in this town, and I only had one person ever just slam the door in my face and be rude to me. Only one person. And I just, like the, the scripture says, just dust your feet off and you go to the next one. Um, I've rented the thing in the park. I visited people that visited the church. You know, um, we'd do the park thing. We, we'd go, we'd have a dance team come in in the park and they'd do a dance thing or whatever. We'd have bands come and play. We did it in the park. We'd go out with a video camera to malls and we'd ask people, what makes you think you're going to go to heaven? That was, that was a little bit, um, you had to really be bold to do that. It was a little scary to me to ask people, but they, you know, I worked with young adults and that's what they wanted to do. We want to go do this. And I'm like, okay. And, and they're like, but you got to show us how to do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll show you how to do it. So we go, we set up a tripod, put a video camera, plug a microphone in it. And then I remember when that, we were out at um, Victoria Gardens and we had a line of people waiting to be interviewed. It was amazing. I was like, okay, what makes you think you're going to go to heaven? Are you a good person? Yes, I'm a good person. What makes you think you're so good? Because the Bible says there's no one good but God. So have you ever told a lie? Yeah. Have you ever had a lustful thought about a woman? 
Yeah. Have you ever stolen anything? Yeah. I said, so by your own admission, would, if you were God, would you let you into heaven? I mean, I'm telling you, we were so bold. And they'd be like, Ugh. and then there'd be Christians there, and they'd say, yes, because I'm born again. But then there'd be those that we would lead to Jesus out there in the mall. And it was, it was exciting, until we got kicked out. We always got kicked out. It was, it'd be like, so, you know, Victoria Gardens, we moved over to the, um, the car park there. And we set up at the car park, got the people before they got to the mall, you know. But you got to be bold. Not you don't have to be bold like that, but you got to be bold, amen? You know, and as, as after we went to the Philippines, God just opened the door that we, we went to Germany, and then we went to England, then we went to China, then we went to Japan, then we went to Peru. We just kept walking through open doors that God kept opening to us. And, you know, then it was Uganda, then it was Pakistan, then it was India, then it was Egypt, then it's Indonesia, and then it just keeps going and going, and God just keeps opening doors. Just because we said yes, and we don't worry about the money. And I don't charge the church. People give me money. Because if God wants me to go, he's got to pay, because I don't have the money to do that, amen? God keeps opening doors, he keeps giving me money, amen? He keeps, I have a real estate guy that sends me money every month from another church out in Riverside. He sends me money every month. He just, and, and as he does it, his business is always blessed. And so I just say to you today, go. You don't have to go far. Go across the room. Go across the street. Instead of being mad that, that, that you know, people are moving in around you from other nations, go and talk to them. Amen? Make friends with them. Drive to another town. Whatever. Drive to Riverside. Meet people. Amen? Let God create opportunities for you as you're willing to go. God will create opportunities for you. Amen? My grandson, Toby, he plays football. He's my number two grandson. He's 16, and uh, he's a junior right now. He's getting ready for his senior year. He's all, they're already working out for football and everything. But on Friday nights, game time, they go to, they, go, they stay after school, and then uh, the church that's close to there makes the players dinner. And so they go to that church before games, and they have dinner at that church. I, I think that would be great. The, the school's right there. We should offer to make them dinner. Would anybody cook for that? All right, I see a few hands. All right, we get it. Yeah, come on, you make for the joint group every month, huh? You know, 30, 40 kids, 50 kids. You get Tess, we'll get you back in here, huh? <laughs> Tess cooked for the joint group for years. But my grandson told me he plays football and they go to this church and now it's not the church that he attends. They attend a different church. And every year this church does a missions trip, but it's by invitation only. You have to be invited to go. So they called Toby and they asked him if he'd like to go. So him and his mom went to the meeting at that church and... and um, Toby says, I want to go. He wants to go. And uh, they had asked Nehemiah to go last year, but Nehemiah was just too busy go, to go. So Toby says, I, I want to go. So I talked to him yesterday. 
I said, I'll pay for half. He's like, what? He goes, Papa, I'm going to get a job. I'm going I'm to earn money. I go, well, I'm going to make it a little easy for you. I'll pay for half. I didn't tell you, but I, I'm going to pay for half. <laughs> He's a good kid. We need to help these good kids, amen? He goes, Papa, I can't wait to go with you. I said, you will. You will. You'll go with me. You know, and so I told my daughter, I'll pay half. I'll send the money this week, you know. But I'd rather help a young man go on a missions trip than anything. Because he's willing. He's willing. We got to help. That's what I tell them. We got to help you. There's just something about saying yes to the Lord to go. Let me be clear again about going. Sometimes going is walking across the room. Sometimes going is walking across the street. Sometimes going is driving to another town. And sometimes going is getting on a plane and going to the ends of the earth. The idea, though, now, is it's time to go. It's really time to go for all of us to become so bold that we go. Jesus is coming, and we can all agree on that. And there's somebody that needs to hear from you about Jesus. Somebody that trusts you that needs to hear about Jesus. I think some of the, the how we go has changed is according to the scripture. Like, don't take anything with you. You know, when, when you're flying to another country, you need to take a lot with you, it seems like. But, but the what to do has not changed. And that's number three. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. It's a twofold message of what you're to bring. The kingdom of God has come to them. Amen. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. Jesus has made a way for that. And we need to tell them what God's way of doing things is. Amen. Because of what Jesus accomplished on that cross, we could bring, them, bring it to them. And then the healing the sick is what we're also called to do. Now, he doesn't expect you to do it on your own because he has sent the Holy Spirit to empower each one of us to go and to heal the sick. Amen. To, to be able to speak, to be able to lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. Amen. That's the idea. This is what God desires from us. Like I said, you could walk across the room, go across the street, drive across the town, get on a plane to the ends of the earth, but the message is God wants to heal you, and the kingdom of God has come near you today because it's in you. Amen? It's in you. And so as you bring it, and you get them saved. James says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. Confessing is good. Fellow people, confess your sins to the Lord and let's, let's have a healing time, amen? Let's look, let's look for the opportunity to do that. And he's looking for people that will stand up and receive that anointing and walk in it. Not be afraid to do it, Amen? Not be afraid to step into it. Pray, go, heal.
Amen? That's his plan for us. It's, it's all hands on deck time right now. It's everybody needs to step up. Amen? And I, I, I watched The Chosen. I watched seasons one through three, three times. Three times. I, I, I went, when the, open, when the season four came, Delana and I went and seen that that day. And we'll go see the next three. I think it opens up the 15th Thursday. We'll go this week too. We'll go and see it. It, it just really ministers to me, the chosen. But they're sitting around with Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm going to send you out two by two. And you'll lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, you know, and they'll, they'll be okay. And the disciples are sitting there and they're like, what? Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll go and you'll, you'll do what I've been doing. And they're, they're like, could you explain this to us? He's like, have you been not been watching? Don't you know what's going on? And then one of the guys goes, um, I don't feel any different. <laughs> you know, like, I don't feel anything to encourage me to go and do this. You have to know this. It's never about a feeling. It's about faith. It's about faith. And, and I know I know that I know that I know that God wants to raise you up to go and to do. That you pray, you go, and you do. God wants to use you to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. God wants to use you, Anna, to tell them the kingdom of God is here. It's, it's here. It's not just near anymore. The kingdom of God is here. Because of what Jesus did, it's here. And so that you could share it with people. And you don't have, you don't have, <laughs> you don't have to do it crazy. You can just say, hey, you know, the Bible says to anoint you with oil and pray for you. And you'll be healed. Would you like to do that? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, what if nothing happens? That's not your fault. Just do it. Be obedient. Amen? Take the oil. I'm going to anoint you, okay? You could probably use it right now. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it right now. <laughs> Mm. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. So this is what I, I feel to do today. I'm not going to pray for you. Well, first off, is there anybody here today you say, I need Jesus. I need to make him my Lord. I need to serve Jesus. If that's you today, just raise your hand and wave at me. You need Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Can, can I get you to come down here, brother? Come on. Come on. It's okay. You, you too, brother. 
visitor here today, and he just, come on, it's okay. We won't do nothing crazy to you. But Mark and, and uh, Robert, just, just come on over here, and they're going to pray for you. You guys pray for them. Just lead them to Jesus right now. Let's give them a big hand as they come today, huh? <laughs> Praise God. Now, for the rest of you, how many of you feel like you have this feeling in your spirit that God wants to use you to heal people? Okay, could you come over here and line up? Paul said this in Romans. He said, I can't wait to be with you to impart a gift to you. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to impart to them because God uses me at times supernaturally. We've seen so many miracles. Just, just line up. Turn around and face the people. Yeah. Hey, come on. Straight line. Are you in line? Here, here. Get in line. Right here. You come on. It's okay. Did you raise your hand? No, you didn't. Okay. It's okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to anoint each one of their hands. Okay? And as I anoint their hands, and then I'm going to pray a prayer over all of them, then if you need healing, I want you to come to one of them. Okay? And when you pray for them, just say this. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. That's when the disciples went out the first time. When they went to the gate, beautiful, and that guy said, hey, could you give me some money? They said, no, but what we have, we'll give you. And he reached down, and that man was lame, and he grabbed him by the hand, and he pulled him up, and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. Okay, so I'm going to anoint your hands, each one of you. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, we glorify you, God. Yes. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's not too late. If you want this anointing, you come on. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mark, get your hands up in here. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Ann. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the gift of healing to be upon these men and women of God today. That, Lord, that you would impart that gift to each one of them today, God. That, Lord, as they lay hands on the sick, that they will see signs and wonders and miracles like never before in their life. Father, let that impartation come upon them today and use them in a supernatural way, Father. Lord, and I pray that, Lord, they'd be willing to go across the room, across the street, across the town, to the ends of the earth with the anointing that you're imparting to them today. So, Lord, we pray that it flow like a mighty river in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, from Jeanette, on down to Ann, I want you guys to go on this side over here. Now, everybody stand, please. If you need healing, now don't miss your opportunity. If you need healing, 
If you're going to have an operation, you need healing. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Don't leave it up to the doctor. You need healing. I want you to come right now and let one of these people pray for you. And you just lay hands on them with your anointed hands and you pray that prayer. Come on, if you need healing. Come on, I know you need healing. I know there's so many out there that need healing today. Come on, come and get it. Come and get it. In the name of Jesus, if you need healing, Robotron, come on, you need some healing. Tess, come on, you need some healing. Don't hold back, don't hold back. Come on. I'll send somebody back there. He'll go. All right, Mark's coming to you. No, here. Hey, um, Elvia, you go pray for Tess right there in the back. She's getting out into the aisle. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right there. Next one. That one right there. Touch her today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, let that healing go flow right now. In Jesus' name. Let it flow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let it flow, God. Every sickness and disease be gone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let it flow, God. Yes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Now, I don't want to hear from any of you that you're sick and stuff if you didn't come, okay? Because you're missing opportunity right now. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the impartation. Lord, and I pray that you raise up prayer warriors, God, in this house that will pray like never before. God, that they would pray, they would go, Lord, and they would heal in the name of Jesus. And Father, that you bless each person, cover, keep and protect them as they go in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, real quick. I know this Wednesday is Valentine's Day, but that doesn't mean we cancel church. Can I hear an amen? amen. But what it does mean is that I'm going to make a pot of chili for you. So after we come, because this Wednesday we're going to worship and pray. Worship and pray. We're going to pray to the Lord of the harvest. And then afterwards we'll have a bowl of chili and, uh, and to fellowship. So come on out Wednesday night. You know, you can celebrate some other time. Let's pray, let's seek God, let's fellowship together, let's just enjoy Jesus. Have a great day today, God bless you, and may God continue to move through you and give you his strength and his peace, in Jesus' name, amen and amen.